Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Sinitra. Coming up on today's show, oh my goodness, Arthur Smith said that he hopes Desmond Ritter brings balance to the office. What does that exactly mean? And we have an amazing special guest for you guys, a true scholar athlete right here from the A who's putting it down tomorrow at the Celebration Bowl. And last but not least, for the culture, Todd Mashay, I got an issue. We're going to talk about all that right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones brought to you by Bet Online T. It's going down in NOLA, in and New Orleans. Desmond really going to make his first start. And I think one of the things that I thought was very interesting this week was Arthur Smith talked about pushing the offense with Desmond in the game. And also, he's talking about he hope he brings balance to the game. Like, in your mind, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear a coach say something like that about a rookie quarterback yes. replacing an eight-year vet, right? Exactly. I feel like it gives him the opportunity to do what he wants to do on any down. So whether that's first down and you want to try to do, like, hump fake, you want to do play action because now you've set up the run so many times. If you want to do that, you can do that. Even if you're in third and long, because how many times did we see just before the bye, Jarvis? I think it was in that first um, quarter, if you will, almost in the first half, it was like an 0 for seven situation right. and really coach Arthur Smith did not have the opportunity to really open up the arsenal so I got a feeling that he feels like now he can work with yeah. everything in the toolbox you know what I, I'm totally with you because yeah. when you think about the skill set right like sure. what, uh, in the big time and Desmond Ritter what he brings to the table he, he has a big arm he, he's willing to take chances and I think that Arthur Smith is going to utilize that because you know from Marcus Mariota's standpoint, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but I have to make my point. Um, he missed those things, those opportunities. And I think when you talk about an offense that is run heavy, you have to be able to connect on those shot plays. It's going to happen maybe like two or three times a game. Mm-hmm. And we've seen in the past for the last month or so, they just haven't been able to hit those. And yes. I think that Desmond Ritter is in the game because Arthur Smith wholeheartedly believes that hey, I feel like this guy can hit those shot plays because you have to be able to hit those plays in order for those defenses kind of back off a little bit because yes. they're going to be low in the box because mm-hmm. everybody knows in the NFL that Arthur Smith wants to run the rock and he's going to run 12 personnel and he's going to try to figure that bad boy out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And what I love about these possibilities, you just hit on it. Last two weeks ago, we were literally in the press box saying, wow, so many missed opportunities for touchdowns, so many missed opportunities in the red Jeez. zone. And you think about how much pressure that kept putting on Grady Jarrett's unit. And yes, I call it, you know, Grady's unit. Because on the defensive side of the ball, they were like really trying to play a game. It was like the, the defense was playing a catch-up game right. because the offense wasn't giving them enough to work with. I think that when you have someone like Desmond Ritter being a bit more versatile, he gives that defense a chance to breathe. And that gives them an opportunity to reset because they're – Essentially, they've been game planning for someone different because they game planned for Jameis Winston in week one. Now you're game planning for Andy Dalton. So in addition to that change of quarterback, 
this just gives you an opportunity to kind of dig in deeper and figure out what it is that you want to do because now you might have some weapons on the other side that'll give you a lead that you can actually work with and then dean peace can do some things yeah, absolutely and, and that's that's the thing that um, david brown kind of touched on this week as well yes. like as far as adjustments within the game and whether that be after their first drive after you know a lot of offensive ocs come out with the script of plays yes. and try to see what the defense is trying to give them and i think that new orleans saints is going to be trying to figure some things out as well yes. so, you know Dennis Allen, he loves to send that pressure. Yes. And so, <laughs> so I think that with you have a rookie quarterback and on the really film that you have is from the preseason, mm-hmm. and you know you're very generic in the preseason. Yes. I think that the, you're gonna the Saints are gonna be probably a little bit generic as well in that first drive, and then they're gonna make those in-game adjustments. But I think that David Gone, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, they're yeah. gonna be have their ears peaked as well because yeah. they're gonna like, okay, what it what are they trying to show us? What are they trying to see us? And I think, and I would be surprised. If you see some shot plays in that first drive, yes. because I think Arthur Smith wants to set the tone and try to get that crowd, take that crowd out of the game. Yes. And I think Desmond Ritter is going to be more than willing to try to, to be like, all right, coach, let's go do this. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was our happy place. Right. That was and our now. happy place. Now to the defense. All right. Oh, Mr. Pease. Dean, Mr. Pease, I think one of the things that we all know, like, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill have given the Atlanta Falcons all type of nightmares. <laughs> Even if Taysom Hill has done anything against the rest of the league, he makes sure. It seems like he makes a point to, to, to kind of like, all right, I'm playing against this black and red team twice a year. I'm going to make sure Coach put me in the game. Yes. And, and I think that he was the guy that came in like in the, in the opening game mm-hmm. against the Falcons and made the difference, right? Like Indeed. Because Jameis Winston, they were playing really well yeah. against him. And, and then once they inserted Taysom Hill into the game, that's when you start to see the game trying to change again. Do you think that's going to be something that they try to implement again? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think this is one of those situations where they have to right. because Andy Dalton is a bit of a statue. So, you know, it's <laughs> just not a like he, bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Red rifle look, more stiff. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's not like he gives them any flexibility or right. versatility to kind of move around and get outside and kind of run, if you will. And Jameis at least gave you a little bit of that. You don't really get that from Andy Dalton. You do get it from Taysom Hill. And so, yeah, that's been a sneaky good weapon for them over the the last couple of years. So, yeah, I don't doubt that Dennis Allen and company are going to try to definitely bring him in. Now, of course, that is it's going to be interesting because we talked about this earlier in the week and the fact that every team in the NFC South is still in it. So this game actually truly does matter. So it's got exactly maybe more so than in any season in the last couple of years where both of these teams are actually vying for something. Now, you want to talk about a team that's in a fight for their lives? That's your Atlanta Hawks. Life support? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> Clint yeah. Capella is out for, what, two weeks? Yeah. And we know that, you know, even when he was in the game, the mm-hmm. defense down low looked a little shaky. Yes. So I think that, you know, the and Oyeka looked a little shaky when coming in yeah. and filling in in that role. And mm-hmm. I think that he had a little struggle, his struggles. Because we Lord knows Orlando Magic, they are long and tall. Yeah. <laughs> like those guys are athletes, and I think mm-hmm. they took advantage of the Atlanta Hawks when yeah. Capella went out of the game. And I think that when you think about him not being out, not being in that starting lineup, see, and who's already out of the lineup, right? I don't, 
I don't see any hope right now for the yeah. Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is one of those things where when Jarvis and I were in pregame and pre-brief, we were saying to ourselves, this could be Nate McMillan's finest hour. Because if Nate McMillan is able, and yeah, I mean, because think about it. John Collins is rehabbing well, but there's no timetable that we've been given, and we're no, going no. into a third week of having him out, okay? Right. And DJ, we're going into a second week. They say that he's rehabbing well, too, but we still don't have an ETA for when he's coming back. So now you're down those guys. DeAndre just came back, and you hope he stays. You hope he doesn't re-injure himself. And now you've got Clint down. And like you said, the bench is going to have to understand. They have got to play like they're starters. Yes. When they're inserted into the starting lineup, they've got to have a starter's mindset. So Onyeka Okongu, if you're playing the five, you have to realize you're the cleanup guy. Yep. Like you are the cleanup guy, and there's nothing that you can do about that but clean up. So, you, and, and, you know, he had a good game. He had actually a bounce back game against the Magic, a uh, double double. So, that's the kind of thing that the Hawks are definitely going to have to get out of him. AJ Griffin, he continues to do what he needs to do on the offensive end, but I'm hoping that maybe he can give him a little bit more on the wing because uh, the Hornets are a team that the Hawks have not, the Hawks. You know, obviously beat them in the playing round right, last year, so right. they they have the tools to beat them and the resources. But you've got to guard the wing because every team we already know Rolls in this league out to the yeah. three point line. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and we know DeAndre Hunter will do that. But admittedly, when Dre has to carry the load offensively, then his you know his defense his defensive effort kind of falls off. Right. So yeah, we definitely and we need the offense from Dre. So that that's fine. But if if DeAndre Hunter has to do what he did Wednesday, getting twenty out of twenty of his twenty five points in the second quarter just to keep the Hawks in it, then that means everybody else is gonna have to take up the slack and give help on the wing. Or otherwise this night is gonna be a long night ahead of a lot of long nights. Oh yeah, let me add one more thing. Hey Trey, uh we need you to hit some trays. I hate to be a little whack right there, you know. You might say, "Hey, job, that wasn't a good one. It wasn't meant to be a joke." Like that's that's a plea. That's a plea. They they need you, Trey. Um. So yeah. So speaking of trays and pleading and begging, you don't have to beg for no money because guess what? You're about to go to BetOnline.net right now because it's the fastest and easiest way um to fill out your betting needs. They got scores, lines, and games, each and everything that they, that you need in order to win you some money. Because hey. The Falcons are down there in New Orleans. I think the the Falcons are have uh, four points, and in the New, uh, New Orleans is a favorite by four points. So mm-hmm. that's the spread you're trying to figure out. What do you need to do? What do you need to do? All right, pay. Do I need to go with the Saints or do I need to go with the Falcons? I'm trying to win some money. I might be a Falcons fan, but I'm trying to win some money. So if I have to put my money on the on the Saints, it's all good. So yeah, they have everything you need right there at the website. You guys listen to us each and every week. For for eight, all your ATL sports needs via podcast every day, Bet Online has the same exact thing right there waiting for you with all the information you need to make some money. So what I need you to do, go to Bet head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and, and, and download that bad boy because Bet Online is where the game starts. We are here one day to Celebration Bowl number seven. It is so exciting down here at the Omni Hotel. We have a super special guest today, and we have Colby Warrior. He is a D lineman for the North Carolina Central Eagles and your representative for the MEAC in the Celebration Bowl, which, of course, is taking place on Saturday at the Ben. So first and foremost, got to ask you, how exciting is it for you to be able to do this in your senior year? It's so exciting. Um, growing up around here, watching Celebration Bowl, 
year in, year out, and not necessarily being a part of it, but just going and seeing how the atmosphere is, I'm excited to just take everything in. And Kobe, one of the things that, you know, I've always, I got a chance to play in um, the bowl, bowl game when I was in college and at HBCU and, and playing these other HBCUs. One thing that I thought was always cool was kind of seeing how other teams function and how they go. Like, what are some of the things that you've seen from Jackson State? You know, because, you know, Coach Prime bringing in a lot of hoopla. What are some of the things that you guys have seen on film from Shadur Sanders and what you're going to be faced with um, on Saturday? On Saturday? Uh, they're a talented team, you know, they're disciplined. Um, they have their flaws just like any other football team. But, right, exactly. you know, we just saw that we're going to have to bring our A game in order to beat them. As simple as that. And the offense for the Eagles, it brings the A game all the time. I know it's one of the top offenses in the FCS, but let's talk a little bit about the offense in particular. What do you think has made you guys so successful to really start the season that way and kind of sustain your success on offense? Um, everybody does their 111 on offense. Um, from the offensive line, they win their one-on-one matchups. Uh, of course, Kiwi, you know, he does his thing back there. So, uh, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him, whether it's a, a long run or a long pass, you never know. And uh, we really appreciate those uh, receivers helping them out. Yeah, one of the things that you guys do so well on offense is move the change. Mm -hmm. Particularly, I was listening to uh, Coach Harrell talk about that uh, during the press conference last week, and he said, listen, he said, we cannot underestimate the Eagles because they definitely know how to move the change. You guys are, again, one of the tops in the FCS uh, on third down conversion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so Kobe, I got to ask you, man. Like I'm a former defensive line, mm -hmm. third and long. <laughs> like, come on, talk to me, man. What, what's the go-to move? Third and long, y'all need to stop. What's the go-to move? What's, uh, what, what you doing? Well, you know, Jackson got kind of a, a, a bigger size offensive line. Okay. So, um, I don't know. We might kind of get around with a speed rush or maybe a, a ghost long arm or something like that. You never yeah. know. You, got, you can bring anything out with these guys, man. It's one of those championship games. So, they're going to see a lot of pass rush moves and a lot of pass rush uh, scenarios and games from us. Because I know one of the things that my coach always used to tell me, he's like, hey, man, whatever your move is, just walk around the yard, hit that slap move? rip. Yeah, slap that <laughs> slap rip, walk, walk around the yard, sure, man. So people sure. are looking at me crazy like you just slap white coat yeah. walk around the yard. So I, yeah. I think that's going to be something that – so I, I know you – I know you, I feel like you got something. Oh, yeah, I got something cooking man. up, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, gonna, I know you cooking up something. We're going to make them move their feet this week. <laughs> yeah, they got to move their feet a little bit this week. So they're going to have to dance for us out there. gonna get us to win uh, and just be great on the field you know uh, worry about ourselves yeah. it's, it's it's really a us playing against us man if we don't beat ourselves i think we'll we'll come out all right yeah i think that's one of the things that south carolina state you know did last year because you know obviously a lot of hoopla comes in with sure. a lot of press and everything talking about jackson state but south carolina state did exactly what they needed to do but i think you guys can definitely do that but last last one for me man all right, you're at home. You're at the crib, man. Yeah. Sandy Creek High School. Yes, sir. Hey, man. What, like, how is it feeling? Like, you know, stepping on that field, Sage Bend Stadium at the crib. 
going against who's going against one of the one of the most notable team uh, team colleges in the in the country. Uh, well, shout out to Sandy Creek for just winning the state championship. <laughs> oh yeah, against, against oh, it's a controversial. Yeah, it is. It is a little controversial. You know, you know. Listen, you don't leave it up to the refs. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, you know, that's fair. That's fair. I respect that. If everyone of the 11 plays their game, then it's good. Exactly. So you're right. So, you're right. So I'm just excited to, you know, finally be in the Celebration Bowl, finally yeah. be a part of something that's, you know, legendary in the HBCU uh, world and, and colleges. So it's just, it, it's it's one of those things where we, we're just excited, man. Yeah. Like, we, 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 it's like you said, it's a lot of hoopla. It's yeah. a lot of, you know, cameras and stuff like that. But they're going to bring the show. We're just going to make sure we, you know, and you know it's so exciting too because we need to let everybody know kobe is a scholar athlete he truly takes the scholar part seriously so i do have to ask like jarvis said before we wrap up double masters that we are working on oh, yes. so you're wrapping up your collegiate career with two masters mm-hmm. how exciting is that for you and your family to know that not only are you wrapping up your collegiate career at the highest point coming in this celebration bowl this championship for black college football but also when you step off that field you're going to be a scholar with two masters it's going to be great um i graduate this may mm-hmm. uh i just finished this past semester thank you yeah. i just finished this past semester with a 4.0 um so just keeping those grades up. <laughs> just, just, you know, keeping those grades up and keeping in touch with the, the master's community. Um, I have a lot of older people in my uh, program, and they help me out a lot. They're kind of mentors for me off the field. Um, and then, you know, of course, my family and, and mother and brother are all keeping me motivated because I'll be the first one of our, of our generation to have the double masters and three degrees so it's an exciting time for me um i didn't actually get to walk at morgan because of covid and things like that so i'll be able to walk and and just put on the cap and gown man it's something i can't i can't wait to feel i'm so glad you said that because so many students who were graduating in that COVID time frame, that's the one thing they said they missed out on that they have been looking forward to. So I'm excited that you have that opportunity. And listen, everybody, I'm going to tell you, he get it from his mom, because his mom had a 4.0 coming into her freshman year of college. So he got it, honestly, man. We are so very proud of you, Colby. Keep doing everything you're doing on and off the field. You are such a great representative for Sandy Creek, for Central, and just for Black college football overall. So keep doing it. Good luck tomorrow. We appreciate you stopping by. Again, guys, this is Kobe Warrior. He's a D-lineman for the North Carolina Central Eagles. We're going to take on the Jackson State Tigers tomorrow in the Celebration Bowl. And again, if you want these kind of stories, you need to check us out here on ATL Day Ones. You know where to keep it. And after you check out ATL Day Ones, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today because they're going to be talking about big stories like the Celebration Bowl and who comes out, which champion will rise, and any other stories in the sports landscape. So you'll check us out on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you download your podcast because, of course, want to hear more about Colby and make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. Locked On Sports Atlanta family, listen up. If you want to get in contact with the program, you want to get in contact with the podcast, if you want to get Tanitra to email you back when she has some time, it's probably going to be really, really late because she has a thousand jobs. ones at gmail.com. That's how you get in contact with the show. If you got any suggestions, anything, if you just want to just say hi, like, I'm okay with that. 
I will respond to you. You know, Tanisha, I'm working on them. We're going to get her there. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, the entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell you want to talk about. But that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different. All right, Todd Mache. Um, Had some very interesting comments to say about our, our guy, Jalen Carter, who I feel is the most talented uh, defense sublime on this team for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I said this last year. Not, it's not hyperbole. I said this last year. He was the most talented defense lineman on the team last year, and he did not start. So, yeah, I think that kind of says what, we, what what needs to be said about character, right? Yes. A good character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys just, hey, players role and all that stuff. Yes. No, not for Todd Shea. He came on ESPN, and he's sitting up here talking about He's going to be the guy that is going to be questioned about character issues. And T, he doubled down on it several times. I think people people will count it four times, to yes. be exact, yes. that this dude is going to be the guy that's going to be questioned about his character and how he is in the locker room. Yeah. And and listen, if, this, if something comes out in the next couple of months as we get closer to the combine, as we get closer to the draft, or even during the college football playoff, we are happy to recant everything that we are about to say. However... We have spoken to several people who are close to that UGA program who literally are there in and out. They have relationships with the coaching staff and with the players, and they were adamant, adamant that there's nothing that has ever come out during his entire collegiate career. And that was the point that one of our uh, sources made from freshman year all the way to now. Not one bad thing has been said about Jalen Carter. So I'm inclined to believe people who are close and have intimate platonic force, but relationships yeah. with the players and with right. the coaches, I am inclined to believe them because they know what goes on in and out. And actually, you've heard from a few players as well saying, hey, don't question Jalen's character. He's a good guy. And I thought this was a really interesting comment that one of our uh, people made, our, our friends made as well. You know, people have different personalities. So, you know, Jarvis is more like a big teddy bear, right, of a, of a D lineman. And he's very verbose and just great personality right yeah. some people are just chill they're just yeah yeah well, so some people are just chill you know they're laid yeah, back and right, they just exactly. don't say much they're just kind of intense right. you know and just very serious about what they're doing so again i think this is one of those where you have to be careful because todd mcshay you mess with this dude's funny okay because if he falls as we know in the nfl where you get drafted dictates your rookie contract so if he moves and i'll never forget the to me the most egregious one was randy moss Somebody who could have gone in the top five, arguably the number one pick number that one, year. And number number one. What did he go, 29? <laughs> yeah, like teams passed yeah. up on the Cowboys. It was crazy. He, yeah, he All felt, because yeah. of this whole character piece. Right. And you just never know like how much that's going to impact. So the fact that, like you said, that he doubled down, that that bothered me as well. Because everyone who was close to that program, has, everyone has said the polar opposite. And, and that's the thing. Like I, I like the word that you use. Like You have to be careful. And, and like we've seen this movie before, right? Yes. You know, guys like specifically with Adam Schefter when Dwayne has he was tweeted about um Dwayne Haskins being deceased, yes. right? Yes. And within that tweet, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh yeah, the guy who failed and essentially called him a bust." Within yes. the same tweet that he said that he was he announced that he had passed away. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of times, certain reporters, certain people on on a national stage, they don't humanize these guys yeah right? yeah that's the that's the issue that i have and i don't think like 
Ty McShay really thought about what he said like yeah. before he came on air and went uh-huh. with that, right? Because okay, yeah, if you got a source, that's cool, mm-hmm. right? How about you do do your due diligence? Yeah. Go confirm with another source. source. Yes. Because that's a, we're talking about journalistic integrity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. And you were very generic, yeah. so generic. Yeah. He wasn't specific with anything. I'm not. No. I'm not saying don't reveal your source. Sure. I would never say that. Right. Right. So. I think you need to be at least give an instance yes. or something. something. Hey, talk to a coach, talk to mm-hmm. such and such, yeah. and they told me that blah 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 yes. blah 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 blah. But you didn't do that. No. You were very generic, and we're talking about a dude that's going could potentially be a top five yeah. pick, yeah. number two overall. Yes. To, uh, to, to, so, yeah. so this is this is something that you don't need to play around with, and, and this dude is not just some person, just not just some some stats or statistic yeah. that you have to study in order for you to do your job. Mm-hmm. This is a human being. This yeah. dude has to deal with this stuff now that you've brought this out. Right. Because you are Todd McShay. Yeah. ESPN dude that they throw at me for the for the next six months in the spring mm-hmm. because you're the, supposed to be the so-called expert yeah. as far as breaking down film and all that stuff. No. Like, if you're going to be a journalist, go ahead and and confront and do your due diligence because you're playing you're playing you're playing around this man money and yeah. it's not fair it's not right it's, it's not really right not. and he's going into the college football playoff that's just two and a half weeks away and he deserves to just focus on getting his second championship before he we're in December the team. yeah we're in <laughs> this is December why are we this, talking yeah, about why are we having this conversation scouting reports already if we're talking scouting reports we should be talking about the fact that these players all have one more opportunity to shine on the biggest stage during the football playoffs right. so well listen it has been so fun for us to shine with everybody around here at the celebration bowl it's so cool just being down here. Here. it is man this is, <laughs> you need to get down here there are so many amazing activities that uh, you guys can take part in and look we just appreciate you for stopping by as always and man i gotta tell you this is our first remote right yeah Locked on. Yeah. So ATL Day One is locked on Sports Atlanta. We out here in these streets. Yeah, so you can come see us. Come say hi. Absolutely. Don't be scared. Y'all make sure y'all come back on Monday. We'll be here.